Hey guys, I'm Lucas Neff. I'm Barry Rothbard. Hey, it's me, Flula Bo- Oh, yep, no, that's right on Flula time. Bork. Yeah, for He's an episode. our guest on Get High and Save the World. Where we actually do save the world, save. talking about flulanthropy. Oh, snapadocious. And, uh, uh, and uh, planets made of chocolate. Chupita. Mm, Chupita. Uh, uh, environmental pornography. Yes. Environmentally yes. friendly pornography. So tune in. That Scott Pruitt wouldn't approve of. Oh, wouldn't but approve of. Oh. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. <laughs> Get high and save the world. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. Twelve original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash p-r-e-s-s. It's a good deal. Hello. Hello. We're recording. Hi, no doctors. Guys, I am, (laughs) I'm in a robe because I've had quite a harrowing morning. Got out of my leck fit. One of the sweatiest leck fits I've ever done. Yeah. Steve, wait, I want to show you a picture. We can put it on the leck fit. No, I'm just going to show you a sweaty picture of myself from, from right before I got in my car. Oh my God. You look like you got out of a pool. It's so sweaty. I was, I worked out so hard and then got to my car and flat tire called triple A made it to Larchmont called triple A. But also something you found out. My Volvo doesn't have a a spare tire. What? It has a, (laughs) a tire fixing kit. In it and then <laughs> like with like a compressor that you have to like plug in to the to the uh, cigarette lighter thing. That's so and weird. It's like a whole ordeal. And the AAA guy came and he's like, I don't know how to do this. And I was like, well, there's instructions in the manual. And he's like, I'm not doing this. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, they're they come and they're usually like, where's your spare tire? Yeah, Let's put he's it like, on. I don't know how to do this. I can't do this. And, and he's like, I don't want to do it wrong and ruin your car, or ruin your tire or whatever, which I totally understand. He's yeah. probably like not allowed to do it. But if the guy whose job it is to show up roadside can't figure something out, Volvo, I certainly me busy Phillips. There's no fucking way. Well, my big concern is what if you're driving through the desert get a flat and you don't have self-service. Very good point. Very good point, Steve. Very good point. You have to have a spare tire. I have to. I'm going to talk to the dealership. I don't know what's going on. So then Steve had to come pick me up. Mm -hmm. We were getting paparazzi. Yeah. I kept flipping the guy off. Like, just, you know what? I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, at M Cafe or whatever. Like, where's like a place that people get by? I'm not at Fred Siegel. You're dealing with bullshit. I'm dealing with bullshit. And also, it's well documented on my Instagram stories. I took it. I posted a picture on Instagram. Yeah, they're not breaking You're any You're not stories. breaking any news, dude. You're just yeah. being a jerk and following me and my sad car around. So, it's all bullshit. Paparazzi are fucking losers. They're such losers. They're such losers. Well, this is the other thing that I was saying on my Instagram stories. 
Sorry if this is a repeat for some of you. But like, imagine if that was your job, Steve. Your job is to just drive around the city all day looking for people's... To exploit. To exploit. And sometimes, some days you find them and some days you don't. And like, your... But also like, your livelihood is based on, you know, like tracking these people down. A big part of the problem is the tabloids that pay them for this. If people would just stop giving them money for their fucking photos. It doesn't make sense to me. Like I, but that's, I thought that Instagram, I thought that like Instagram and Twitter and stuff would kind of make the appeal less for people to get those pictures, those candid pictures. But I was just in a stars. They're just like us last week. Somebody posted it. Somebody showed it to me. What happened? I was just like writing my book at a coffee shop <sighs> and they took a picture. Stars, they're just like out. They work at coffee shops. Like, <laughs> <laughs> swear to God, that's what it was. I was like, um, okay, guys. Everybody uh, take it easy. Um, but speaking of working out, Steve has gotten a couple emails. Look, I don't check them, guys. But um, I forward a lot of them to you. But I mean, really, we save them. For listener emails. Yeah, listener emails. But let's just talk about this. We were supposed to have a guest today, but because of my flat tire debacle, we had to push. And Janet Varney will be joining us eventually. Yeah, she, but she, but she couldn't do it because she has an appointment later, and I think it's all my fault. Next week, we may have my friend Dean, who is a very funny comedian who was diagnosed with diabetes. We talked about Dean before. He like cured himself yeah. of diabetes. His story is great. I'm doing the whole 30 guys. I'm on it. I'm about to be on it and I'm nervous. Steve's going to start. I've talked to like 14 people who are all on the whole 30. And their opinion? Well, most people like feel good. My friend um, is in the middle and she's on. She's like in the time where apparently there's like a time in the middle, like around day 10 or 11, where you feel bloated and gross and you want to quit. And that's right before the good stuff happens, (laughs) apparently. So she is just like waiting it out to get to the good stuff. I have a lunch made already for myself. I can't wait. Very excited. Um, I ate some dried fruit yesterday, though, with my lunch. And then I found out that you're not you're only supposed to sparingly eat dried fruit. And then I was like a little bummed. You'll be fine. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. But I like. The no alcohol for me is a big deal because I do drink a lot, you know. <laughs> I, I love that's the problem. Well, it is. I drink. I like love a margarita. I love. Well, first of all, I love Mexican food. I love like oh, going out to Mexican dinner, having margaritas, having chips and salsa and guacamole and chips and salsa. Does it get any fucking better? No, it 100 percent does not. Steve. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is the perfect food. Nachos, also perfect. Queso, also perfect. None of these things are Whole30 approved. Mexican food in general is just like... Not real. It's the best, but there's... Apparently there's... A lot of cheese, a lot of flour. Yeah, you can eat at Chipotle on Whole30, apparently. Oh, the bowls. I don't know. There's like approved Whole30 approved stuff at Chipotle. Mark just sent me the list. I'll tell you guys in case you're (laughs) on Whole30. That's good to know. I love some Chipotle. He wrote, it is, you can have the carnitas, you can eat the new chorizo, obviously you can have guacamole, you can have romaine lettuce, and then you can have the tomato salsa, the tomatillo green chili salsa, and the tomatillo red chili salsa. But you can't even have brown rice. No rice at all, and no beans. Oh, man. So we're talking, we're literally talking a bowl of meat and lettuce if you go to Chipotle. That sounds... I don't know. That sounds like at least something to be desired. Yeah, that's okay. It's fine, but it's not like ideal. Anyway, I don't even know if I'll do that because I just want the chips. You know what I mean? Yeah, their chips are really fucking good. I want, I mean, it's, I am so non-discriminatory when it comes to chips. You want to put flavor on them? I'm in. Yeah. You You want to just give me a plain Tostito? I'm in. Tostitos are so salty though. They're so delicious. I know. I'll even need an unsalted chip. I don't care. I'm not. It's funny how people who are dieting and like already into it love to just talk about the shitty foods that they're. I'm a real eater, though. Like I'm not I've never been a person that is not an actual eater. Like we all know the people that lie about eating. Right. Oh, yeah. That talk about the delicious foods, but like. 
haven't those foods have not passed their lips for like 15 years passed their <laughs> lips <laughs> anyway steve got some emails you guys know i love my lack fit workout yeah in case you don't follow me on instagram story lack fit workout is a workout that i do um a trainer lauren klebon who's amazing and we jump on trampolines for cardio and then we do like weights, like, like small weights and sort of like ballet moves. Um, I don't know. That's like the best way to describe it, I guess. But, um, it's super hard. I've been doing it for over a year. I do feel like it changed my body. I love it so much, but it's really hard workout and I sweat so much when I do it. But anyway, Steve's been getting these emails about... I got two that I... For something I have never heard I of. I have heard of it, and I looked it up because you know I thought maybe I could get it from LackFit, but... I'm gonna, no. I'll just read these two emails. Um, I'd never heard of this shit. You know, I also thought that maybe my ovary flipped from jumping on a trampoline, which the doctor was like, that's not possible. I mean, if an ovary can flip, it sounds like that would be a good way to make it happen. Exactly. All right. Hi, Busy and Steve. I just binge listened to your podcast and want to share crazy medical stories. Spin Studio opened close to my house, so I decided to try a new workout. I knew I made a mistake the moment I clipped in. After 20 minutes, my legs were no longer working. I tried to ask for help, but the loud, obnoxious music prevented anyone from hearing my teary cries. After the class, my friend had to drive me home because my legs buckled in the parking lot. I spent the weekend in bed because I couldn't move. My mon- By Monday, my urine was the color of Coca-Cola. Shut up. Holy shit. I immediately Ubered to a hospital <laughs> and was quickly admitted with, I don't, I don't know how this is pronounced, but rhabdomyolysis. Rhabdomyolysis. R-H-A-B-D-O-L. M-Y-O-L-Y-S-I-S. A serious condition where skeletal muscles break down and go into the bloodstream. Kidneys and liver cannot filter the muscle protein. Long story short, the muscle protein level in my blood was 25,000 times the normal range. And I spent eight days in the hospital. Please be careful in spin class. Guys, drink lots of water. This is very rare. First of all, I want to tell you what the internet says. This is very rare. Fewer than 200,000 cases in the U.S. per year. That still seems like a lot to me. I don't think it seems like a lot to me. Symptoms. Dark reddish urine. Decreased amount of urine. Weakness and muscle aches. Early treatment with aggressive fluid replacement. Let me ask you this. Is this something that happens when people don't drink enough water and they're working out a lot? Is that part of it? Well, her email ended with drink a lot of water. Direct, By the direct way, I don't or think indirect muscle injury. I mean, I drink so much water. So I think, oh, you could get it from a crush injury, at, such as from an auto accident, a fall Whoa. or a building collapse. You guys, a building collapse. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like we have bigger issues. Than uh, the fucking I got building collapse. I know. from a, a building collapse. Okay, wait. Long lasting muscle compression, such as that caused by prolonged immobilization after a fall or <sighs> lying unconscious on a hard surface during illness or while under the influence of alcohol or medication. So like if you are drunk and you pass out on your floor, you could get robbed of myolysis. Oh, I've heard stories of people mostly with heroin who pass oh, they, out or OD and they fall asleep on top of their or arm. Something. Or yeah, like and they wake up like twenty four hours later yeah. and their arm is just black. Dead, yeah. From Wait, of- that happened to the singer. He's he he is dead now. Wait, what is his name? Oh my God. Recently? Yeah, not like in the early two thousands. I liked the singer. I saw him at Coachella Everyone else went to see LCD sound system. And I was like one of like seven people in this other tent to see this guy play Sparkle Horse. Oh, yeah. Sparkle Horse. He like passed out from heroin and his legs were paralyzed for six years or something like that. And then he and then he got the got it back. But anyway, really? Yes. After six years. Yeah, I think I think so. I could be wrong on the time. We could look that up. Okay. Um, I could be making it all up, in fact. Um, But I'm pretty sure I'm not. Venom from a snake or insect bite can cause this. Non-traumatic causes a rhabdomyolysis. The use of alcohol or illegal drugs such as heroin, cocaine, or amphetamines. Extreme muscle strain, especially in someone who is an untrained athlete. So already, see, guys, I'm safe because I am essentially 
a trained you exercise regularly. athlete. I not only re- exercise regularly, I am like at this point in my life. <laughs> you're ready Steve, for the why Olympics. Are you laughing at me? I, I'm ready to hear you say you're ready for the Olympics. I am as close <laughs> to ready for the Olympics in <laughs> trampolining <laughs> and small weights as anyone will ever be. Small weights? Small weights and trampolining. Gold medal in the small weights division. Busy guys, Phillips. I've got it. Um, seizures, high body temp, or a heat stroke. Wow. Oh, wow. Fuck. Viral infections, bacterial infections. It's still rare, though, guys. Still I still rare. don't understand what actually makes the muscles break down. Uh, That's fucking horrifying. Here's classic a, triad of symptoms. Triad. No. <laughs> <laughs> but triad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's right. Three. Yeah. Triad. No. Why did I say triad? Because it looks like triad. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> I'm good at reading. Must um, are muscle pain in the shoulders, thighs, or lower back. Muscle weakness or trouble moving arms and legs. Oh my God. I That's think what I she had. It. I have it now. And dark red or brown urine or decreased urination. Ugh. Keep in mind that half the people with this condition ha- may have no muscle related symptoms. Ugh, what a disaster. That last email was from someone named Anna or Anna. Here's one from uh, someone, a listener named Catherine. Catherine. Hi guys, listen to the podcast during my commute to LA and it's so hilarious, relatable, and frankly scary as fuck sometimes. I'm so glad someone else has comfortable, someone else is as comfortable speaking about their IBS as I am. Uh, just an idea for a topic that's not something on people's radar is a condition called Rabdo. I have no idea what, I had no idea what it was until my boyfriend got it while we were living in Germany. You can get it in different ways, but it's basically trauma to a muscle that is so bad it makes your muscles disintegrate into your bloodstream and among other things can shut down your kidneys. My boyfriend got it by working out too hard. He did 200 jump squats in 10 minutes. I have no, I have no desire to do 200 uh, jump squats. She says it's really common in CrossFit athletes. Then the that's next, wait, see, that's what I said to you when we were talking about this. Yeah. I said, I bet CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit seems. I mean, I know that I'm gonna. There's, a, I'm sure there's a ton of CrossFitters out there. Yeah, I'm all for lifting weights. The the something about it though, I like. I feel like people. I hear a it's lot about really injuries. pushing it. Yeah. The next day he peed what looked like Coca-Cola. It's so weird. They both said Coca-Cola and his legs got super swollen. He ended up in the hospital for six days. The only thing they can do is flush you with a ton of fluids and monitor your kidney function. He was not too pleased when they told him in German, he would be getting a catheter. Oh, have you ever had a catheter? No. Have oh, you? really? Oh yeah, of course. I'm a girl. Um, what do you mean? I mean, it's like, I feel like why? every woman has ever has had a catheter. I don't know. Like uh, surgery. You've never had surgery. I haven't, you know, uh, nothing that would require a catheter. Really? Like my appendix. I didn't need it. Well, yeah, that, I guess. I don't know why I, I've had it like a couple times. I feel like I've had a catheter. Uh, I would need one. I, I, when I was having kidney stones, the, 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 one of the things was they can go in and crush up the kidney stones then you have to have a, not a catheter, but a stent. Oh, fuck, it's so So when gross. you're, well, you don't know this, but when you get pregnant the first time or like when you're having a baby the first time, you have to like, you fill out all these, you do, you do this like questionnaire and they, they take your blood. Sorry, wait, am I, I'm having you're a hard time staring at this water. I know there was something in the water and I was wondering if that was a. I thought it was a snail, but it's not. I have flowers on my table and I thought there was a snail in my water, but there isn't. You should put fish in there. This is. Wait, so no, what were a, you saying? When, okay, you listen, pregnant. when you're pregnant or I don't know if everybody does, whatever you get your blood tested. They want to make sure that you don't have genetic disorders, right? Sure, so they, they test sense. your blood and they test your husband's blood. Or maybe uh-huh. they only do that if your husband's Jewish. Cause there's like a, no, cause there's a bunch of, I'm serious because there's a bunch, there's, um, we got to oh test my God. that Jewish blood. No, no, no. Cause there's, <laughs> there's things. Oh my God. What is it called? Tay-Sachs. That's only Ashkenazi or like only Jew, like only mm-hmm. passed through Jewish. Oh, okay. I, I think there is, I think it is. I think okay. it's Tay-Sachs. We're going to look it up. Look it up. Um, but maybe they always test the man and the woman, but I know they test a woman, but there is a thing called maple syrup urine that they test for. (laughs) And every time, and like every time it's an inherited disease 
and it blocks the body's ability to process certain protein building blocks, amino acids properly. And then I guess your, <laughs> I guess your pee comes out looking like maple syrup. Hey, like, uh, Melissa, legit. Melissa, can you do me a huge favor? Pee on my pancakes. <laughs> disturbing i got some butter i just need you to pee on my pancakes that is so <laughs> disturbing wait okay tay socks i'm trying to look I'm never going to ihop again um tay socks is rare look that up i'm gonna finish this email out okay one year later our best friend also got it from working out too hard and ended up in the hospital six days even though it's only supposed to be highly uncommon obviously there are a ton of things to be aware of but this is just one i think is important anyways thanks for providing great entertainment enjoy both your bodies of work and can't wait to see what you do next cat thank you cat Catherine, and uh, anna or anna and uh, yeah, I just thought it I wanted to read those because it was weird that two people emailed with that thing I've never heard of. But next time we do a listener mail, we'll uh, we'll get to a lot more of these. Um, There's good ones. I've, a lot of people wrote about my throat, uh, my esophageal. A lot of people have it. Yeah, someone had it. And you know what they can do? They widen your esophagus. You know how they do that? Uh, no, I don't want it. Put a balloon down your throat and inflate it <laughs> until your esophagus stop opens up. Well, she said she she did that and um, hasn't had the problem since. So maybe I'll I go. wasn't wrong about Tay-Sachs disease and Ashkenazi Jews. Like it is definitely a thing that they test for Goucher disease, cystic fibrosis, Tay-Sachs and Jemima piss <laughs> spinal mu- muscular atrophy. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. You guys, I don't know. I've only had a baby with a man who has Ashkenazi Jew in him. So two babies, actually. Oh, my God. I bet Aunt so, Jemima has maple syrup pee. What? You're like... <laughs> I'm obsessed with maple syrup pee. Do you want me to... Do you want to look it up? Do you want to look at it? I don't want to see what it looks like. No way. I'll, I'll gag. That's do you like... Um, do you like looking at pictures of gross stuff or no i don't no i do not did we talk about my my ex's obsession with picking crime scene uh what cleaners so gross no gross no i'm really disturbed so when i was dating chelsea my ex who this podcast basically came from her idea that i should do this but she was following an instagram account called crime scene cleaners and it's a company and they have these. This one is based in San Francisco. Where, and if you think about it, if someone dies, if there's a murder or if someone commits suicide in a house, someone has to clean that shit well, up. There is a movie about it with Amy Adams. There is called Sunshine Cleaning Crew or something like that. That's, that's what, what that that's about? about. Yeah. Fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah. So but I and I don't know how they can legally do this, but they, they post, post photos pictures? from the scenes. That's really disturbing to me. And Chelsea was telling him about it. And I was like, I like had a hard time looking, watching the night of from the crime scene. Oh, that was it. And that was just quick shots. Yes. <laughs> but Chelsea one night was like, oh, you got to follow these. And so I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And so I followed it. And then for 15 minutes, I scrolled through the feed. No. And was so nauseous. But they don't show pictures of the people, the dead no, people. No, no. Just, just like, the, like all the blood and gore. A bloody mattress. A lot of it is where people shit themselves on the floor and stuff. When they die. It's a I'm fascinating account, but I don't, I don't have the stomach to follow it. it. It was. No, that's disgusting. I don't want to follow it either. I'm not even going to look at it. Uh, Chelsea was fascinated by it, though. <laughs> all right. Well. I don't know. I can't do that. I can't get behind blood and guts and gore. But any of our listeners, if you want to uh, to follow crime scene cleaners on Instagram. It really, that's really gross to me. One more. I got to tell you this story. One morning I woke up. I had a text message from Chelsea. There's like a three hour time difference. So she'd been up for a while. And I was like, oh, my girlfriend texted me. A lovely morning. I love you note. I open it. A friend of hers who is a doctor 
was driving home the night before Mm -hmm. and pulled into a gas station at like one or two o'clock in the morning. And this is in Northern Kentucky going into uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, pulls into a gas station to get gas. And there's one other car in the gas station and in the windshield of the car through the windshield of car was a body like from the shoulders to the head were inside the car. No fucking way. He and hit the a, back he hit end a of a body. The back end of a body was hanging oh, out. God, it's like Fargo. Yeah. Hanging out of the car. The pants had been knocked down. The person had clearly shit themselves. One of the legs from the knee down was broken off from where they had gotten hit. The person was dead. Dead. What had happened was a guy was driving on the freeway and all of a sudden there was just someone standing in the freeway and they hit him. But then this person drove for like three miles before they got to like an off ramp. It was something like that. They drove a really long way. Were they in shock? Probably. They didn't know what to do. Oh my God. They eventually pull into this gas station. Fuck, Steve, this is horrible. You can find uh, YouTube news report videos of it. It was Northern Kentucky. um, And this was just earlier this year. And and so this guy who is a doctor also took a photo and texted it to Chelsea. And so she texted it to me in the morning and I was like, I was like, oh my God, this is like, just, this was a real person. Like, wait, but what did, what, okay, now I need to know everything. What happened to the person? Why did, were they standing on the freeway? I don't was remember. Was it like a transient? Was I it a- don't remember. I think their, their car had broken down or no! something. Oh God, this is terrible, Steve. I hate this story. <laughs> I literally It might also have been a homeless, story. I don't remember. It might also have been a homeless person. I just remember they were on the freeway and got hit by a car. Ugh. Got launched up. I don't the- like this. We're, this is not what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what it's about. I don't. I'm not. On That's board. medical. That person is medically dead. Ooh. <laughs> I don't like that at all. It was disturbing, to say the least. I'm. I'm deeply disturbed just hearing about it, and I would recommend no one googling or looking it up because that sounds terrible. Um, it's weird because it's not a gross photo. It's a fascinating photo. It's you, if you Google it, you won't see the photo. The news reports have the person blurred out, but it's fucking it's fucked up. I wonder if the guy just like went into full blown shock when he hit the guy. Probably. And then just didn't know what to do. Probably. I can't imagine what would ha- like what you would <laughs> go through if you. I don't know, man. That's that's this is this well, is Dean Del Rey, who's my friend who's going to come on hopefully next week. And I co-hosted a benefit in Joshua Tree about two or three weeks ago. And it was a Saturday night. The next day we were driving back on Highway 62, which goes from 29 Palms and hooks up with the 10 and over by Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. We were driving and it's just a two. It's two lanes on each side. So it's four, a four lane highway okay. and, and there's no divider. And we were driving down this straightaway, uh, leaving Yucca Valley. Oh, no, and there were two happen. cars in front of me that had been in front of me for miles. And I look over to say something to Dean. And I turn back and I look at the road. And all of a sudden I notice there's a third car that's up in front of the other two cars. And I'm oh, like, no. in my head, I'm like, where the fuck did that guy come from? And as soon as I think that the two cars in front of me swerve over it's a person driving on the wrong side of the road we miss them by feet like and i was going 75 miles an hour um we just barely missed like a really bad accident that's so scary um why are we talking about accidents though we're talking about genetic diseases we're talking about your muscles breaking down i don't remember i don't remember either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think the whole 30 is going to do for me, Steve? Do you think I'm going to lose weight? Maybe. I mean, you don't need to lose a lot of weight. I think you'll feel better. Didn't I say 40 pounds? I wanted to <laughs> You'll look so horrible. If you lose 40 pounds, you'll you guys, look I'm like teasing. a fucking don't, skeleton. No one send emails about, please. I'm like kidding. I'm not, I'm not a crazy person. So how is your or reunion? Or not that eating disorders Let's are crazy. Let's talk about your reunion. Wait, now I feel bad about saying that I'm going to lose 40 pounds. I feel like I have too much. You were joking. You guys, I'm, it's not real. Um, I don't want to, I don't, and I'm not, uh, 
Steve, we have to rewind all of this. I can't. I'm like having a breakdown of no, saying all, the wrong thing. It's and all fine. Upsetting someone. Um, how was your reunion? My reunion was fine. It was fine. I mean, I was not popular or particularly hot in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> all of the success and hotness came later. <laughs> and, and I think that's the way you want it. Yeah, that's what I mean. We yeah, like definitely you want you don't want to peak in high you school. You want to be a late bloomer. Everyone knows you don't want to peak in high school. Yeah. Um, high school is a blip on the timeline of life. Yeah, for when sure. you're in it high is. school, it seems like an eternity. Four years seems like a fucking eternity. A miserable. Wait, isn't it because though yours get shorter? You have nothing to compare right, it to. Right. Right. Well, listen. Here's what I am going to say. A lot of the kids that I went to high school, I went to the same like school. I was in the same school system from first grade through 12th. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the kids like I had known since first grade, you know, like yeah. a big chunk of them. We went to elementary and middle school and high school together. Sure. So like that was kind of interesting. Like these people that I've known since I was five and a half, six years when old. When you're a kid, you've known them I mean, almost like, your whole life. I, I mean, yeah, for sure. So it was like really interesting to see those people and to see like whose personalities are just like exactly the same. I also have to say, like, I think I'm pretty much very similar personality wise, like not a lot. I, I, I haven't been changed <laughs> that much. Like I just well, it's am- weird in like elementary in like middle school and high school. You don't really have your own personality. You have the personality of whatever click you're in. And that's right. why a lot of people are not, friends with a bunch of the people they were really close close with in high school is because when you get older and go through college you start realizing i have nothing fucking in common right with some of I'm these people i'm still friends with all those girls that i was friends with in high school i'm friends with a handful of people from high school yeah well i didn't have more than a handful of friends in high school <laughs> steve so <laughs> so were you a freak or a geek in high school i was a freak i did a lot of drugs I was from, you know, I grew up in Arizona. Yeah, you know Janet sure. Varney's from uh, Arizona. I know. We talk about it all the time. Oh, okay. No, we don't. But we have talked about it once or twice. Someone else I just found out was from Arizona. Oh, my daughter's teacher at school. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, expand on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and Bert, Bertie's so so proud that she's from Arizona that the teachers from Arizona she tells me all the time like mom my teachers from Arizona too um but it was good I mean I don't know oh there was one kid though that did come up to me and apologize for being a jerk to me because oh wow he was um you know like a hardcore Republican. I grew up in Scottsdale Arizona sure. he was like hardcore Republican when he was in high school and I guess we got into some fight in government class like where I was like you're not right about something and he mm-hmm. said he was really mean to me but he was like but you were right and, and you don't remember it at I'm all. gay now and like amazing married, yeah married to awesome. a man and like I have changed my political views and amazing yeah and I was like well thanks for apologizing I don't remember that at all but that was like a very common thing that sort of happened to me I don't know how I got like my parents I guess are from Chicago so I just had liberal, my, my grandfather was a union guy in the pipe fitters union in Chicago. Mm, wow. So I guess we were just like union people. And my mom was teamsters. A, my mom wanted to be an actress. So she was like creative. I don't know. You know, when Obama was running for his first term, uh, and the, one of the big initiatives, I think it was just California, right? It was prop eight. Oh yeah, well, that no, was when no on eight. Yeah, that no was, on hate. Do you know that I phone banked for no on eight? Oh nice. Uh, and I had just given birth to Birdie. Yeah. And somewhere I have a picture of me like phone banking, wearing this like tiny infant in a little sling <laughs> wow. at the offices, which were over on that where that old Trader Joe's was on um, Santa Monica Boulevard. Kind of uh-huh. like yeah, you know where that is? They yeah, yeah, it. over on like Formosa and exactly. Yeah. That's Thank where the you. offices were. It was crazy, but what was your point? Oh, when that was happening, I kept posting a bunch of no on Prop 8. This is... Yeah, it's insane. It's It's insane. 
horrible. And uh, a friend who I had gone to high school with, who was one of my closest friends, really tight. I thought this girl was like the biggest rebel, so punk, was like anti-establishment and was just going to be the coolest adult who is now like hardcore Christian Republican. And she doesn't even live in California, which is where this proposition was. She emailed me because she'd been seeing a lot of our friends posting about it. And she's, she tech or she messaged me on Facebook was like, Steve, what's the big deal? What's the big deal about this thing anyway? And I go, are you fucking kidding? So we had a bunch of emails back and forth. And at one point I was just like, look, some of our closest friends in high school, people who I know that you were best friends with were in the closet and who are now gay, who I've talked to since who have told me like, yeah, I'm out of the closet. I was gay, but were too afraid to say anything in high school. They would have been fucking ridiculed, maybe beaten up. I go, some of your closest friends that you would share your darkest secrets with and like were were gay and closeted and couldn't be themselves. This provides fucking equal rights for them and, you know, their spouses if they can get married. I go, would you want us to tell those people to their face that you were best friends with that? No, you can't have what we have. What did she say? She unfollowed me. Ah! <laughs> I guess we know the answer. Like, fuck. Fuck, man. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, high school's the worst. High school can be. I can can't be imagine can for someone who's closeted how especially back in like the eighties and nineties, how shitty it must I have think been. It's still bad even if it's not the eighties and nineties if you're closeted Absolutely. or you don't feel safe coming out or you Absolutely. aren't in a place where like we take I take for granted that I live here. Yeah. And my kids are, you know, able to like be raised in a very progressive place and way. Very progressive state. Oh, here comes our daughter's nanny, Ileana. Hi, Nana. Did you hear about uh, that family in Northern California that spent six hours in a swimming pool yes, during the fires? I saw it. I saw it. While their house burned. That's definitely like a how to survive, like from one of those survival handbooks. You know what I mean? Like whoever their phones in their shoes so they wouldn't get wet and put the shoes right next to the pool and it, it didn't, didn't burn, burn on the cement or anything but it the house and all the bushes and around, i guess it probably was really hot it too. melted their phones oh their phones got melted like they got out of the pool six hours later and tried to call someone and they're like oh I'm my so the fires are so tragic i there's so much um stuff happening right now steve that it feels it's like weird really overwhelming here it's the fires are usually in hills and mountains where there's weeds and trees. These fires are going through fucking neighborhoods. Like just, yeah, not hills, but just houses. Just, yeah, it's crazy. Um, destroying it all, everything in its path. Um, and it's so scary and sad. Want to hear about what? Some of the worst vertigo I've ever had in my life. Friday, Friday night. What happened? So I shot a music video Saturday and Sunday. <clears throat> I had an early call time Saturday morning. What for who? I need to know. My to friend test. Brendan Small, who oh, I know co-created Metalocalypse and a really amazing musician. He has a new album out. We have a monthly comedy and music show together. Yeah, well, aren't, isn't that fun for you? Yeah. And so <laughs> he was directing his music video for his new album. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, so I go to bed. I think I went to a show or something and I got home at like midnight on Friday night and uh, I was sitting back on my couch watching TV and I leaned forward to get the remote and the room started spinning, like spinning. Like I haven't had it this bad in years. And the only way to stop it was to go back to my original position to equal out my, my inner ear. And so anytime I'd look to the right, room would start spinning. Sit up, the room would start spinning. So I had to just sit perfectly still. Eventually, I had to go to the bathroom. I had to fucking crawl to the fucking bathroom. What? It was Steve, so horrible. Wait, you have to try the niacin treatment. We've talked about this, Steve. Niacin treatment. I don't know if that's the. I don't know if that's it. No. What it was mean? so fuck. I don't know what it is. I think it's an inner ear. Like, I don't know. Go to the house ear clinic here in Los yeah. Angeles. Have you been there? No, but they fixed me. 
My friend Adam Goldberg has gone there a bunch of times. Oh, well, fancy you that you're friends with Adam Goldberg. He's got really bad vertigo, too. <laughs> but it was so bad. Finally, I couldn't sleep because I would start to fall asleep and I would start to lean over and the room would start spinning again. So I was sitting up awake until you about smoke pot. Like, what can you I do? I was smoking pot. Nothing was working. Finally, at four in the morning, I took two Benadryl because I was like, usually I can sleep it off. If I can fall asleep, I sleep it off and it's usually fine. You don't have sleeping pills or you don't take sleeping pills. Like and what that. would happen if you went to Cedars with this? I don't, couldn't I, even drive. I, I couldn't even walk right. to a car. Um, oh my God. So I took two Benadryl, fell asleep at about four thirty. Okay. Woke up at seven thirty to Still go spinning? do this music. No, the spinning had stopped. Usually sleeping kind of Were you dehydrated? Back to zero. Not, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I had had a lot of coffee, but I was drinking water too. I feel like we need to work on your coffee addiction. Yeah, I, I, I want to stop it. I think we need to like stop it. I think it's preventing. That, that I think whole it's like day, health that stuff. whole Saturday was, I wasn't dizzy, but I was in a Benadryl like hangover. hangover. I yeah. was just kept nodding off and it was bad. It was so fucking bad. Crawling to the bathroom. Ugh. That's terrible. And then it just goes away after you sleep. Mm -hmm. I think that you need to go to the house ear clinic and see, I'm not a doctor, but I do think the house ear clinic is pretty dope. They fixed my tinnitus, tinnitus, yeah. whatever people call it. Adam hasn't had a lot of luck. At the house ear clinic? Yeah. But well, maybe, I'm not Adam. I, sh I should at least try it. I, I've gone to ENTs who... But why don't you also... Wait, what about like... What, what about an acupuncture vibe? Or like... Uh, they haven't done anything for it either. What about... I don't know. I think it's from a neck injury when it all started oh. when I, I had a neck injury. What about skiing. Reiki? I want to go to a Reiki. I haven't tried person. that. I think they like don't touch you and then you just like see colors and, and cry. Cry. They I run like, their hands above you and yeah, an energy. I basically just see colors and cry anyway all day long. <laughs> <laughs> The other day, the other day, Steve, we were at eating at a restaurant and Birdie, something happened and I started to tear up and Birdie's like, I'm crying in a restaurant again, mom. I'm like, yeah, again, mom. I cry in restaurants all the time, bird. It's like my, it's, it is actually like one of, Crying's great. I get like very emotional in restaurants. A lot of times over brunch. Here's what always gets me. Mm-hmm humanity like oh, people's humanity so sometimes like a waiter will come over and ask me okay so here's a, here's an example of when i cried um the waiter came over and asked if we wanted to box something up and like the way he asked it was like so genuine and nice like yeah, i felt yeah. like he yeah really cared about it and I then when it. he like brought over the box and like very gently like put the food into the box, I started crying. Like I couldn't take it. Like he was, I love that too. When someone's not on autopilot, he when was, they're actually, ex Oh my God, that's exactly what it was. It was like, he genuinely was just like, why don't you take the half of this veggie? Yeah, yeah. I love like, that. Why wouldn't you do that? And like, <laughs> I love people that are good at their jobs and fucking care and are not just like, do you want a box? Right. Want me to box that up? <laughs> I totally get it. I'm people so in the glad service you got industry. Because so many people think I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, 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 it no. It just was like the sweetest, nicest. Like he really cared about me and my family. <laughs> like, no. Working in the service industry, I waited tables. I was a barista. I get mentally checking out to just get through the day dealing with shitty customers. But when I see someone who's doing it and doing it well, and oh it's God. like doesn't feel like they're above it and is like do you know that like we so mark left this whole summer he left june 8th or mm -hmm. something like that to go to boston to prep mm -hmm. his movie he didn't get back until like september 16th so he's gone that whole time mm -hmm. he came home september 17th dropped off birdie at the bus stop and went to his favorite coffee shop go get him tiger here mm -hmm. he walked in there's big line the barista handed him his fucking latte across the thing and Mark started to cry. <laughs> 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 
Like he's been gone for four months or whatever and like came in and the barista was just like, here's your latte, Mark. Like, you know what I, I mean? Like I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fucking totally get it. You know, I, for years, I mean, most of my teenage years and college and into my adult life just never cried. Uh, I was very unemotional. Very male of you. Very male of you. Yeah. And I came from a family where we weren't super um, affectionate and didn't share our feelings a lot. So I just didn't cry. And then uh, when we were doing the Sarah Silverman program, the third season, when we got picked up, Rob, uh, Rob Schraub, who was executive producer, writer, and a director on the show, he directed most of the episodes, Mm -hmm. told Comedy Central he would only come back for the third season if he could write one episode and direct it himself with no notes. And they were like, all right. And so he wrote this episode where me and Brian had the A story and not Sarah. And it was where we, as a gay couple, wanted a kid, but we couldn't have one. And so it sounds really funny, but we built a robot and prayed to the devil. And this robot came to life and that was our baby. It's really funny, but it was also very emotional because it dies in the end. Jesus. And, uh, so when Rob was writing and he's like, I ne- I'm going to need you to cry in this episode. And I was like, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I can cry. <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm going to get you an acting coach. So I went to see an acting coach. Wait, what? Yeah. He was like, Rob was like, this was his most, this episode was very personal for him. And so I went to see this guy, Sam Christensen in the Valley, who was really great. And, uh, I've never worked with an acting coach. FYI. I hadn't either. And he was awesome. And basically it was me and Rob working with this guy. And he was like, um, what I loved about him was like, sometimes people don't cry. He's like, I wouldn't feel bad if you couldn't cry in this scene. And Rob was a little, (laughs) I think disturbed by that, but he was like, he's like, if you're sad and it shows and it's real, that's what's important. But I still wanted to cry. So we had two scenes the first day. I find just, just another aside. I find crying on camera to be very challenging myself yeah and i cry like i said when a guy brings me a box in a restaurant and so uh the when we start shooting the the first scene that we're shooting uh we're shooting on location out in the valley it's outdoors and we shot saved it for the end of the day so i'm just fucking exhausted and it's a comedy show so everyone on set jokes around with each other right right right. that's the other thing like it's like a little bit like guys everybody it's hard yes so we, we start shooting and I'm trying to get into this space and I'm listening to sad music in between takes. And and every time they say cut, makeup would come in or somebody to like do touch ups on my face and the makeup girl would make a joke or something and it would take me out of it. And so that first scene, I couldn't cry. I was very sad and it looked sad. And Rob was like, that's fine. He's like, I think this will work. He goes, but tomorrow you have to cry. And I, go, I love the pressure. I go, yeah. And I go, dude, this was really hard. And it doesn't help that people keep coming up and joking with me. And so when I'm going back to my trailer, I hear him basically scolding everyone. on no! He's like, I hear him saying, tomorrow, I don't want anyone fucking around and joking with Steve. And so when I show up to set the next morning, no one's looking me in the eye. No, and I feel really yeah, shitty. You're Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, like, I'm they, like they've given the directive that no one can like look at you. I'm like, no, I just don't want people joking, you know. And so it's the first thing in the morning. We're shooting this dark stage. And um, Brian, who played my husband on the show, who had just had a kid, he had no problem crying. I, I can imagine what he was where he was going to make himself cry. He had stuff to draw on. I still didn't have anything. And so for like half an hour, I'm trying to get really sad and I just can't. And finally I go up to the makeup girl and they had everything set up. Rob was like, whenever you're ready, we're ready to go. <laughs> and so finally I go up to the makeup girl and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to cry. I go, isn't there something you can blow into my eyes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the mentholated thing. And she's like, yeah. And I go, let's just do that. That's just going to have to work. She's like, all right. So they blow the shit in your eyes. It's like men- mentholated eucalyptus and it fucking burns. And my eyes are watering. And I'm like, this has to work. So I go up to Rob and I go, okay, I th- let's just do this. And he goes, all right. So we go in and we sit down. And right as he's saying action, 
there was a weird sense memory of like, as my eyes are watering, yeah, yeah, yeah. just, it's just water. It's not tears, but it, as they're running down my cheek, something in my brain flipped that was like, you haven't cried in forever, dude. This is what it's supposed to feel like. You need to cry. And like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I start sobbing like I've lost a loved one. I start hyperventilating crying. I'm like, I can't get my breath. I'm like, <laughs> like I can't stop. And it's just like unloading and in my head and I'm just like, Oh my God, I have needed this for decades and I am going to start <laughs> crying now. Think about it. I go, I fucking have not been emotional for fucking 20 years and I can't stop crying. And my body's like, thank you. Just do this. Let it go. And so he goes, he gets the master shot and he's like, all right, we're good. He's like, Steve, are you good? We're going to move the cameras around. And I'm like, yeah. And, uh, I just keep sitting there takes them 10, 15 minutes to move the cameras around to get coverage. I'm still sobbing. I can't stop crying Holy now at this point. Holy shit. And so he's like, okay, action. And then we do it again with coverage. And we do it like two more times. The whole time I can't stop crying. And he's like, all right, we got it. That's great. Thanks. And he's like, moving on. And and then we have to go shoot a, a comedy scene. Right. And you're like exhausted. And, and I still can't stop. He's like, all right. It's got, he's like, it's going to be about 20, 30 minutes before we're ready to shoot. And I'm walking around in the corner of the soundstage, like sobbing. I can't oh, stop. Oh my God, Steve. For like 30 or 40 minutes, I can't stop crying. And like, it, part of me was like, this is amazing. I loved it. I was like, it was like the endorphins. So cathartic. I was like, cathartic. Yes, thank you. I was like, oh, this is better than fucking therapy. And um, yeah, it was, it just triggered something in my brain. Now I have no problem crying. I watch TV shows. I'll see a commercial on TV. I'll start fucking crying. You know, it's, and another thing I'll do, I'll watch movies. And when I know there's a sad scene coming up, I try as I'm watching to see if I can cry before the person on screen. Shut up. But yeah. I love it. it was, oh my God. Crying is broken open. You were broken open by the Sarah Silverman program. Oh my God. Thank you, Rob. The funny thing was the night before, like after we had shot that first scene where I couldn't cry, I get home and Rob had emailed me a YouTube link. He's trying to help me like by sending me something sad. And he sends me a link, a YouTube clip of Jim Henson's funeral with Big Bird. No. Singing at the funeral. No. Which, if I had stumbled on this by myself, I would have been a wreck. It was so, it's so sad. But because he had sent me this to make me cry, I'm sitting home at midnight and I start laughing uncontrollably for like 20 minutes. It didn't help. Did not help. No. Yeah. Oh my God. Listen, I think you got to get your emotions out. I think all of it's toxic to hold inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like it is. It just definitely is. Totally. You can't hold guilt. You can't hold tears. You have to like. um, Whatever you have to do, even if it's therapy, you know, going to a therapist fucking helps immensely. I love my therapist. Um, All right. Well, this is great. This is almost an hour. Yeah, we're good. Um, I. I have nothing to say. <laughs> wow, that's a first. Uh, we did it, guys. We shut down. I have Disney to see. Down. Well, a little bit. Can I tell you what's happening? It's twelve twenty-two. Yep. Here's what's happening. A little bit. I'm getting real hungry on my. It's oh, my yeah. diet. Yeah. You know. Um, do you cook for the whole day, or do you uh, cook at each individual meal? Like you said earlier, you cooked for lunch or dinner too. Well, I'm cooking. Yeah, like for on the whole 30 plan, it kind of just works better if you cook yourself. Although yesterday I went to like one of the health food uh, grocery stores here in Los Angeles and I ate lunch there because that was like it's very it's easy to eat clean yeah, at yeah. one of those places. Uh-huh. But, you know, I, I was doing some research. So I, my friend Christine from high school has been doing whole 30 for almost a year and uh, 
and some of my other girlfriends from high school have also done it. And I did some research and actually with my IBS and spastic colon, it's supposed to help. Cool. So like it like just gives your intestines and your digestive tract a break for a month. And so I've been having like some more episodes recently and it's it's a pain literally and figuratively. And I hate dealing with it. And so. I think if I can just like give my system a break, it'll yeah. be good. I'll see if I'll see how I feel. And then also we're going to go on vacation. Oh, here's what's interesting. Have you been watching what Jose Andreas is doing in Puerto Rico? What? Do you know who that is the chef. Yeah. yeah. Like Michelin star chef yeah. Jose Andreas. He's like fed. He's like served over a hundred, oh, over a million meals in Puerto Rico. since the hurricane. He basically like went, I think he's, is he from there? I don't know. But he went there right uh-huh. after the hurricane and he has not left. He Amazing. even missed. He just got two Michelin stars for his restaurant in D.C. And he missed the like ceremony because he's still in Puerto Rico. Nice. So I'm trying to look into going there over Thanksgiving break and volunteering with him and his organization and what they're doing. Because I feel like that would be incredible. Back when I was doing a video blog with Lynn manuel Miranda way pre uh hamilton he went to puerto rico and got dengue fever we should get lynn we'd probably have to do a call-in but uh have him talk about dengue i want to know about dengue i love lynn from mosquitoes taking the kids to hamilton on sunday i got nice yeah it's playing here in la here in la and here's what we're gonna do guys and i don't want any of you calling me out for it (laughs) cricket you're supposed to be five five and older to go Guys, we know Cricket's not five. You're getting her a fake ID. Here's the deal. She's big enough. She can sit through it. She knows every fucking song. Oh, well then. And I am not going to deny my daughter. Why do they want you to be five? I understand it. You don't want like a child. You don't want like a little kid like talking through the whole thing. Right. But if your kid is a kid like Cricket where who can sit through a movie, like Cricket can sit in a movie theater the whole time. And and already knows every song. She already knows every song. I am going to have to talk to her about theater. We're going to talk about theater manners because she's never been to the theater mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. but she doesn't talk. We took her to see Moana in the theater. She doesn't talk through movies. She's yeah. like a mature enough little girl that can yeah, handle yeah. it. Yeah. They don't want kids like in the theater ruining Mommy, it. Look at the yes. guy in the funny. That's clothes. right. Yeah, That's they, right. Don't, they don't want that. people ruining it or yeah. kids ruining it for other people, which I totally get. But my daughter's very respectful and here's the thing, since I've seen it three times, if something happens and she can't handle it, I can just leave with her. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And then I'm like bummed because I spent the money. But like, I can't, I cannot do the thing yeah. to her where I'm like, you don't get to go see Hamilton and I have to take Birdie yeah. and her cousin because that's like, this is like a very big deal for these kids, you That'd know? Right. So I don't want anyone calling me out for lying about Cricket's age. <laughs> <laughs> Just get her a fake ID. It'll be fine. I'm going to tell her that if anyone asks, she's five. She looks five. Have you seen that kid? She's giant. Yeah. She can easily pass for five. I just took her to the doctor for her checkup, you know, and she got three shots and she refuses to take the bandaid off. It was last week. She won't take the bandaid. Wow. Off. That's funny. She's like very into it. And she got her flu shot. I got her flu shot. Nice. And then she had like two boosters or whatever that she needed. Yeah. And they pricked her finger to test her cholesterol, which I guess they do at age For four. kids, wow. Just to make sure. But yeah. I have low cholesterol and so does Mark, so I don't think it'll be a big deal. But anyway, and Cricket did great. She passed with flying colors, all mm-hmm. of her stuff. Good. Checkup stuff. What shots do you get? What three shots? Immunizations? like Yeah, immunizations. Like she gets, you know, I got the measles in high school. Oh, really? Measles were basically have been Dead. eradicated even back then. And there was an outbreak when I was going to military school. No, that's the problem. Right outside Philadelphia. And they had to quarantine the whole school. But that's the problem with like these people that are not these anti-vaxxers, which it, it causes these pockets, these like flare ups of these diseases that have been eradicated. Have been measles. Done. There was a measles outbreak. Pooping cough. Uh, yeah, there was a measles outbreak um, in Southern California in Disneyland Yeah, last year or two years, yeah, yeah. two years, two or three years ago. Um, and oh, it was it was a long time ago, actually, because Cricket was a baby. And I remember being like yeah. panicked because she hadn't had her immunization or she had had one and hadn't had another one. And I was like, you didn't feel 
comfortable about it. It's just like you guys. I got I got the immunization when I was a kid and I still got. But they say if I hadn't been immune, it would have been way worse. Right, right, right. You could have. That's the. Um, but there was like seven of us that got it at the school. And it was funny because I was at track practice. I did uh-huh. track and field. And uh, the coach was talking to us. It was the end of practice. And all of a sudden I started getting a nosebleed. And afterwards the coach took me aside and he like asked if I'd been doing like Coke or speed, <laughs> uh, which was a huge problem at the military school because of the early hours people were doing speed to stay awake. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. People were just doing speed in my high school because it was Arizona. <laughs> 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 yeah, there was a huge, huge speed meth speed problem yeah. in Riverside where I grew up. In fact, I someone told me recently that Breaking Bad was originally supposed to be set in Riverside. But when they were asking for permission to film in Riverside, the city was like, we don't want you giving our city a bad name. It's so funny because I am writing a chapter in my book right now that takes place in high school. And I literally say I was dating the poor man's Jesse Pinkman. He was a, a meth guy. He was so gross. Yeah. But um, also ended up going to rehab, which is like definitely. I did it. I did it in high school. In went military, to rehab? In, no, no. Meth in military school. We had to get up at f- fucking 530 every morning and go running and then clean and then and then go to school all day and then go do sports. I was like, yeah, I'll do this if it keeps me awake. I mean, Okay, but that's not, we don't recommend that. No, no, absolutely. (laughs) It usually ends very poorly for people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't Don't do that. Don't do it. Guys, don't do it. I'm no doctor, but I feel very confident saying, Yeah. Don't do speed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just the Um, track record alone. All right. I'm going to go eat my Whole30 lunch. I'm zoning out, and then I'm going to... I guess I got to Uber down to my nail appointment and then I'm going to Uber over to that Volvo dealership and get that shit taken Uh, care of. Wednesdays. What the? How the? Where the fuck do you get? Guys, thanks for listening again. I promise we're going to have guests and we'll talk about more of your medical concerns. We've never even talked about my all my dislocations. We need to or mine. My my dislocated shoulders, broken ribs, torn rotator cuffs. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Whiplash. We need to come up with a with a plan, Steve. You and me. Next episode, we're going to talk about dislocations. Well, okay? diabetes. We have oh, D- Dean come in. Next episode, we're going to talk about diabetes. After that, when we don't have a guest, we're going to talk about dislocation. Dean's got great stories. He was in a really bad motor. He was a Harley guy for forever, and like two years ago, he was driving up the one ten freeway on his Harley heading to um, Highland Park and a woman who had stolen a car just came booking up the 110 freeway and just hit him from behind going like 80 miles an hour. He slid across the cement. Motorcycles, you guys. He's driving a car now. Listen, I'm no doctor, but stay off of a fucking motorcycle. I had a motorcycle. I sold it in L.A. because I was like, I'm going to die in L.A. if I ride this motorcycle. What is the it's like six months in L.A. That's your that's it's the average. If you drive a motorcycle, the average before you'll get hit is six months. That does not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. Yeah. And that's not even your fault. That's someone else just being careless and people are texting more. Right. Yeah. Be safe. Be safe, everybody. And remember, um, we're no doctors. We're no doctors. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Feral Audio. Hey, everyone. It's me, Steve. AG. You know, <laughs> I'm here to let you know that Starburns Audio has a new survey. Uh, just go to starburns.audio slash survey. Um, we're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better. Uh, and it only takes a few minutes, I promise, but uh, it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at um, Starburns Audio. Believe me, we uh, are trying to get to know a little bit more about you, what you like, what you don't like, um, ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, this really is a helpful survey. Um because currently podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. We still don't know a lot. It's uh, it's a new medium. 
Um, so your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, it's incredibly helpful and uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio slash survey and uh, fill it out. Help Help a brother out, all right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL, the 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. 